What's up, y'all? This is Jay Jack. Welcome to another episode of Hawks on the Hardwood, part of the MTMV Sports Podcast Network. So there was an injury report that I think is pretty important for us to talk about. I think it could have some implications for others on the team, but also I want to talk about the fact that our training camp roster has finally been finalized. So there's a few extra on players that were added to the training camp roster, and we're going to discuss that also. But first, let me tell you about a great app for your podcast. It's the Podcast Republic app, and it allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android devices. It lets you search for the podcast you want to listen to, select them as favorites, and just have them a click away. So make sure you download this app. Again, it's called the Podcast Republic app, and it's available for your Android devices. So remember to do that, but go ahead and first, let's get into this episode. Okay, so some some bad news concerning Dwayne Dedman. So he actually suffered an avulsion fracture in his left ankle, which is basically when a tendon pulls off of the bone. Now that sounds really painful, sounds really serious. However, luckily this type of injury, it typically keeps a player out for about three to 12 weeks. So it means that Dedman could possibly make it back in time for training camp. However, he might miss it, but it is very extremely likely that he will be playing during the season opener. Now, if Deadman is not back in time, this means Alex Lan will probably be start. So he's going to get more playing time during the preseason, and hopefully we can see how he fares as an Atlanta Hawk. If Lan plays well enough, he could possibly, possibly transition as our permanent starter. Now, statistically, Deadman and Lan are... They were very similar last season. Len was on the Suns getting about 20 minutes a game compared to Deadman, who was getting 25. So Dwayne Deadman, he did get a little bit more playing time, but how much more did he actually do than Alex Len? So Alex Len got 8.5 points per game. Deadman got 10. They both have about a block and a half and a steal per game. And they both got about an assist and a half. And they both got about eight rebounds per game. So they're very similar there. Deadman was more efficient at the three-point line, hitting 36%. Len only 33%. Len was more efficient from two-point range, hitting about 57%. Deadman was a little bit less efficient hitting 52%. So you can see they were fairly fairly comparable. Now, I actually value Deadman more. I don't think Len will be our starter, but if it did happen because of um because of this injury, I wouldn't be too surprised. I honestly, like I said, I think Deadman is better so he will retain his role as a starter because I mean his three-point shooting he shot pretty well from three, and his ability to space the floor, I think it's just really important for our Atlanta Hawks team. He's also shown his ability to facilitate well for a big man, and his intangibles just seem to be good. There's things that you can't just get from stats. So yes, statistically, Land and Deadman were very similar. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, because there are intangibles, and I like Deadman's intangibles. I think there's stuff that we see from Deadman that we do not see from Alex Land, even though he is a very um, he's a very mobile big man also. So another thing, um, like I mentioned, the field goal percentage, 
that Deadman had from the floor was less than Alex Lynn last year. However, I still honestly think Deadman is a better shooter than Alex Lynn because, yes, he only shot 52% from, um, from the field last year as an Atlanta Hawk. Well, you have to look at his overall career. The year before he was an Atlanta Hawk, he actually shot 62% in San Antonio. So he can shoot. He's a pretty good shooter for a big guy. So there's that also. If Len is the same Alex Len of the Suns, then of course I think it's still a great low risk and beneficial pickup for the Atlanta Hawks. But he's not going to be starting over Dwayne Dedman. Now, of course, if he shows to be better than what we've seen from him um, on the on the Phoenix Suns, and he can show to be closer to his projected um, value as a fifth overall overall pick when he was drafted in 2012, then yeah, I say go ahead and give him the starting position. And honestly, I hope that happens because then we got a great, great deal with um, Alex Lynn because we got him really cheap. We'll see what happens. Not exactly sure that's going to happen. Another thing that we need to um, kind of um, look at is that um, since Deadman is going to be injured possibly um, throughout training camp, it's going to give more opportunity for our other big men to show what they can do. Um, for instance, Thomas Robinson, who I mentioned last week, was signed to a non-guaranteed contract. Since he's not going to be playing against as many high-caliber players, um, since Deadman is going to be one less high-caliber starting NBA player in training camp in his position, he has an ability to really show out. Let's hope that he does for his sake because this is probably his last chance at an NBA career. Now, since since um Deadman is injured, it seems like the Atlanta Hawks decided that they're going to sign another non-guaranteed contract in Cole Aldrich. So he's another big man who actually played um for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So now we have Thomas Robinson signed last week on a non-guaranteed and Cole Aldrich signed this week as a non-guaranteed contract for training camp. So Cole Aldrich, um, y'all probably know who he is a little bit um, if you follow basketball really, really hard because he was in the NBA last year. However, he did not hit the floor barely at all. So he was with the Timberwolves. It didn't seem like Thibodeau really care for him that much because he only averaged about two minutes a game and he only played 21 games last year the year before that he only averaged about eight minutes per game his best year was actually on the clippers and this was during 2015 2016 in which he scored about five points per game three rebounds he actually shot really well he shot at nearly 60 percent from the field and got a block and it's still a game so there's that he was doing all of that in about 13 minutes of playing time. So I think it's possible that maybe we can see Cole Odrich do more, hopefully for his sake. Once again, this is just a training camp, um, fill in the roster for training camp. I really doubt he's able to show much and get a spot on the roster, but we'll see. And for his sake, I hope he and Thomas Robinson can show something. Um, lastly, and this actually rounds out the entire training camp. So training camp roster now is completed. We now have 20 players in our roster for training camp, and that's the max allowed. Well, this is the last guy. 
And if you're in the Atlanta era, area, you probably know this name or it seems familiar to you. It's R.J. Hunter. So R.J. Hunter was the phenom at Georgia State University when they upset Baylor a couple of years back. So he signed an exhibit 10 deal with Atlanta. Now, I'll explain what that deal is later. But RJ is a former two-time Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, and he's the Georgia State Panthers' all-time leading scorer as of right now. So he was actually drafted 28th in the 2015 draft, but he never really made his mark in the NBA. He played meager, meager minutes um, in Boston, Chicago, and he had a two-way contract in Houston. Now, during his two-way contract, when he was in the G League, he actually did really well. He got about 20 points per game, three and a half rebounds, three assists, and a steal and a half per game. So that's pretty good. Now, like I said, it's likely that adding Hunter Robinson and Aldrich to these non-guaranteed contracts really does not mean much because they're probably just going to make it to training camp. But in order, because in order to add any of them to the Hawks, we would need to drop someone else, and I just. I just doubt this happens. However, if it does happen, my strong inclination is that it's going to be either Tyler Dorsey or DeAndre Bembry who gets cut. Now, I think these are our two weakest players that we have on the Hawks right now on the roster. So I actually think out of these two, if somebody did, did get cut, Dorsey probably has a slightly better chance than Bembry in retaining his roster spot. I mean, Dorsey, he can hit threes. He's been known to get pretty hot and hit those three-pointers, which is something we really need. Also, he was a rookie last year, and he's shown some pretty good promise. Bembry, on the other hand, is going into his third year now, and he has just been riddled with injuries. I mean, just injury after injury and get this he's only a 51% career free throw shooter so yes he has potential too I love his skill set but I think Dorsey he may have the upper hand here in keeping his spot if we were to add one of these non-guaranteed contracts onto our roster so all all three of our um, wings um, that I just mentioned RJ Hunter um, Bembry and Dorsey, they all have some G League experience. So I just want to compare real quick and um, just shoot off real quick. And let's compare the G League experience real quick. And um, I'll go on to mention why I think Bembry is the weak link. Um, they all had solid minutes in G League. And honestly, RJ Hunter and Tyler Dorsey, when they played in the G League, they're very, very similar. They both scored around 20 points per game. They both got a few boards and a few assists, so they were scoring really well. Really well. Now, Bembry, on the other hand, like I said, he seems to be the weaker link, unfortunately. He only scored 11 points per game in the G League, and he was still shooting badly in regards to his field goal percentage from free throw and from um, behind the arc. So... R.J. Hunter, he outplayed Bembry in the G League. And by looking at G League play, he has shown that he could be capable as an NBA caliber player. Now, the, the thing is, is it's really hard to see what R.J. Hunter is going to do as an Atlanta Hawk. Because, yes, he played good in the G League. But, man, he has played really bad so far in the NBA. So, he has to really show himself to do great I mean, really great in training camp in order to knock off Bembry or Dorsey. 
But like I'm saying, I think more than likely Bembry is the one that might be knocked off if this happens. Still, if Bembry um, does good, I think we'll just we're going to go ahead and retain him, even though he's injury prone. Now, the good thing about RJ Hunter is, like I said, he has that Exhibit Ten contract. So let's say Bembry plays well, and we don't want to um, in training camp, and we want to retain him. Well, RJ Hunter. Even if he does not get picked up on our roster, if he signs with our G League affiliate, which is the um, Bayhawks, he gets a $50,000 bonus. So he gets a bonus since it's not just a two-way contract. It is a, um, it's a um, Exhibit 10 contract. And since he's on our, um, on our um, G League affiliate, we're going to be monitoring him closely. And of course there's a good chance we might call him up if there's an injury or something like that going into the season. So it's a step below a two-way contract. However, he does get a bonus, so it's more than just reg- a regular um, being signed on to the Bayhawks, our G League affiliate. So that's good for RJ Hunter. We'll see what happens with all of these players. It's kind of an exciting time right now um, because... We're really rounding out our roster on what our roster is going to be. So I know that's a lot of information um, in 12 minutes or so that this podcast had lasted. But hopefully it was informative so that you understand the new contracts that's coming onto the team. If you want to hit me up and talk about sports, if you have more questions about um, an Exhibit 10 contract or anything like that, or you just want to talk sports in general, hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. It's IMJJock is my handle. That's I-A-M-J-A-E-J-O-C. And don't forget to follow our, um, our podcast network, MTMV Sports. And also, don't forget to follow Track Stars and Track Star Sports also. Okay, so this was the Hawks on the Hardwood podcast, and it was great talking to y'all. Hit me up, and I will talk to y'all next week. All right, bye.